This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. Citizenship applications have plummeted because fees are going up. Over the last couple of years, fees have gone up. Uh, and for the second year in a row, the number of people applying for citizenship has gone down. We're joined now by uh, Giddy Mammon, who is a Toronto immigration lawyer, to talk about this. Gibby, uh, Giddy, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Obviously, having trouble wrapping my name, my uh, tongue around your name today. Uh, let's let's talk about this. You know, some feel that the drop is directly uh, correlated to the price. It's five hundred and thirty dollars now for an adult, plus the hundred dollar right of citizenship fee. Uh, why, why does this seem steep? Um, it, it is it is steep. Uh, you know, when you take a look at on an individual basis, it may it may not seem so much for some people. But if you look at it on a family basis, you know, if you're looking at a family of four, or family of five. Uh, those are some real numbers. Uh, the you know, uh, unless you have a burning desire to become a Canadian citizen, in other words, you need to travel abroad for a long period of time or something. Uh, this is not the kind of money that people just have lying around. Um, you know, everybody everybody who comes to to Canada and becomes a permanent resident typically wants to become a Canadian citizen. Um, but but truly, if um, if it's cost prohibitive, it's it's difficult. Right. And basically the government's saying, look, at this is just the cost of processing, you know, fully processing the application. It is. Uh, and, and the reason is very simple. A, a few years ago, the government discovered uh, around 2010, there was uh, uh, a residence in uh, Mississauga that was being used by 300 applicants at the same time. Uh, they figured this out, that 300 different people claimed to be living in that apartment at right. the same time. Right, I remember that. And and so the, the, the department says, we got to do things differently now. So the process went from a you know six to seven or eight month process where a lot of, um, you know, goodwill was being exercised by Citizenship and Immigration Canada mm-hmm. to a process that now can, can exceed uh, three years. Wow. And there's a lot of digging. A lot of comparison, uh, comparing of addresses, uh, you know, with jobs and things like that. So the work that the government is actually doing has got to be three or four times what they were doing before, uh, because they don't want the system to be abused. So uh, yes, it's more expensive because more resources are being used. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, the the fee is 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 high. There's also been some changes that. Uh, uh, the Conservatives brought in. Uh, for example, you had to have a knowledge of Canada, but if you uh, were 55, uh, you were exempted from that requirement. Um, now it's 64, and uh, that makes it more difficult for some people to acquire citizenship because they need to have a certain knowledge of Canada that uh, that that they they didn't need to have before for that particular group of 55 to 64. I know there are a lot of people listening right now. And, you know, I want to backtrack a little bit to what you said about the fact that, you know, there's a lot of digging that's being done right now by the government to find out if these people qualify for citizenship. And, uh, you know, there'd be people listening right now thinking, well, you know, how is that a bad thing? And why should I, as a Canadian, uh, pay for that or help subsidize that? Can you speak to that? You're absolutely right. You know, this would be a you know, a player-pay system. If you want to play the game, you have to pay the the cost of doing that. That makes absolute sense. Um, but this is the repercussion. That's the effect. That that means that a lot of people are not going to be 
come, becoming citizens of Canada. If that's what we want them to do, we have to recognize that there is a barrier. Now, keep in mind, uh, it's not everybody who's out to game the citizenship. System. Absolutely not. Like, you know, my mom became a citizen. Yeah, most people are working in you know factories, school teachers, uh, whatever it is, mechanics. They're here. They're here every single day. Yep. But there is a small percentage who come here with no intention of actually living here. They come here, they get permanent residence, mm-hmm. they go back to their countries, make all kinds of money, uh, often in countries where they don't even pay taxes, and then they want to be able to come here, use our OHIP system, use our uh, our uh, our passport that's you know recognized everywhere in the world. Uh, and if ever something goes wrong back home, uh, they have a safe place to run to. That's that's the situation. Now, it's only a small percentage, but it's a percentage that the government is determined uh, to eliminate. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's the reason that it's, that it's more expensive. Uh, so everybody, unfortunately, has to pay the price. Um, th- there's also been some other changes as well. You have to know that uh, there are also uh, increased costs because uh, the government fees are not the only things. Now, uh, many uh, applicants have to pay for a language test, mm-hmm. uh, which was not required before. Uh, they had to prove their ability in English or French, but they can get through that uh, through the uh, the interview process. But that's not the case anymore. Interesting. So uh, whether you, you speak English or not, you have to take a language test? Uh, many people have to. For example, uh, if you don't have uh, your education, a proof that you studied at the post-secondary level in English or French then you have to take this test. I want to just uh, get to something here as, we, as we've got, we're at a bit of a racetrack here for time. Uh, I want to talk about the danger of people possibly not becoming Canadian citizens and uh, becoming disenfranchised and the broader benefits to becoming a, a citizen of Canada. Can you speak to that as we... Uh... Well, of, well, of course. If, if you're residing in a country, you're paying tax in a country, you're, you're raising your children in a country, you know, your, your paycheck comes from this country. You want to participate in this country. You want to vote. You want to have a voice. And if you don't have that voice, uh, you know, it's, it's not really part of what we, uh, what we want. We really want people to participate uh, in Canada. Also, you have uh, very strict immigration laws now. A lot of, you know, if, if a young kid were to, to go off the rails in Canada and he got into trouble, uh, if he's not a citizen of Canada, he can find himself deported from Canada, even though he's a permanent resident, for very minor offenses. Now, uh, it didn't used to be like that. Uh, you had all you used to have the the right to appear in front of a judge, but that's not the case anymore. Now, in many cases, the appeal uh, is not available, and a deportation order sticks. Well, you would think uh, then most people would be more attracted to becoming a citizen if that's the case. Because when right. you talk you about... Know, I, I would like to see every young person apply for citizenship uh, the very second uh, they they qualify, that they meet the requirements. But uh, unfortunately, especially in families that you know are not so well off, that's going to be uh, less possible. And those right. kids, if they get into trouble... Um, without having citizenship to protect them, they could be ending up going back to a country that they don't recognize. Well, that's Giddy, a great danger. I, uh, I appreciate you joining us and uh, talking about this because, you know, it sounds like this is a lot bigger than just the cost of citizenship. So maybe we'll have you back to talk about some other things that are going on with regards to uh, how hard it is to become a Canadian citizen right now. Giddy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. 
The AM 640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM 640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.